Hello, welcome back to Being Black with Camille Smith, and today we're going to be talking to Sanaa Barnes. Sanaa is a junior at Villanova University, and she is majoring in English and African Studies. She's also a two-sport D1 athlete, and we actually met two years ago, I think at this point. We met in Sanaa's freshman year, my junior year, and we've been inseparable ever since. So we're welcoming Sanaa, and we're going to jump right into the question. So Sanaa, what does being Black mean to you? I think being Black means standing out and always trying to have to continue to prove yourself in a way. I think for me, in the environment that I've grown up, being Black meant that I always had to try to be more than the best or else I was always being put down to like, I've always been told that I have to be the best at everything I do. And I guess like being Black means always shooting for that. And when did you first, do you have like a concrete memory of finding out Black? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I guess I first realized I was Black in the first grade. And I remember clear as day, we were lining up to go to the library and I had my little braids, the little beads at the end of it. And I thought I was cute and everything. And these um, kids came up to me and were like, why is your hair like that? And I was like, like what? And they're like, like that. I think at that moment, like, I realized, oh, there's something different between me and the other, like, the other classmates, because mm-hmm. I was the only little Black thing in that class. So mm-hmm. for me, that's probably the first realization, like, oh, there might be a difference here. Mm-hmm. And then how was it growing up in your area? It was rough. I think growing up in the space I did, I think my parents moved out here to give me the best opportunity, which I appreciate. But I think because of that, I lost a lot of my identity with coming into that because I grew up at several different PWIs. I grew up with the same same um, classmates from kindergarten to 12th grade. Mm-hmm. But with that, I was always one of the only black kids in my classes and so I guess that takes away some of the culture that I wish I actually like, knew like my parents grew up in black neighborhoods neighborhoods they know what it means to have like black neighborhoods and like black schools and black teachers and I missed out on that which sucks um but I mean it got me to the point I am here so I am grateful for that mm-hmm. and did that change like as you grew up or like going to college, was that the same thing for you or did you feel it changed at all? Um, I think around the end of middle school, going to high school, I started to find like my circles, like every here and there you would find like cliques of like the black kids and you had to find like the right clique that fit into, that you fit in. So like for high school, there was only like two, three people that I hung out with. So it didn't really change very much, like, given I am an athlete and was still on a pretty much all-white team until my senior year, but there was, I believe, four, um, four Black girls, which was a nice culture change that I enjoyed, mm-hmm. and then, of course, being in college, I mean, we've talked a lot about my freshman experience, which mm-hmm. wasn't the best. Um, it was, like, a very amplified version of my high school which I thought would be okay, which turned out just not to be okay because once again, college is about finding who you are and you can't find who you are when you're around a bunch of people that look nothing like you. And so eventually I found you 
And then I found Kadir and Joya and Darius. And I started to my little groups and got to like recognize who I was. And like, I think coming to Philly has been really good for me because that also goes into the fact that where I'm from, we were not necessarily taught like by people, but society taught us that black wasn't beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a very in-depth insight in my love life. Mm-hmm. And I came to Philly and like found out that, oh, people actually find black beautiful up here. And mm-hmm. I started to date up there and it built my confidence a lot. And so I am appreciative of that. And so I think in those aspects, it's changed, but I still think going to a PWI hinders my identity growth in some aspects as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I very much agree. I think that's actually a perfect segue to our, our conversation. And we're going to be talking about being Black and navigating colorism. Um, originally, Sanaa actually asked to talk about something else. But today, she texted me and said, hey, would you hate me if I change my topic? So Sanaa, why did you feel the need to change it to colorism? What happened? <laughs> For me, I thought color the colorism topic would be really good because as somebody, I was actually out with a friend the other day and we were talking about, I was like, oh yeah, I'm doing an interview with my friend, like the one with the curly hair and stuff. And they were just like, which one? Because they pointed out that all my closest friends are light-skinned and mm-hmm. given you are not light-skinned, they also mentioned you. And I was like, she's not, but she has curly hair and so mm-hmm. I mean we'll talk about that a little later though yeah so I think colorism is very interesting I had I didn't really have legitimate run-ins with what I would classify as colorism until college um as you know like my family is I live with both my parents my dad and my mom and I grew up with my I have two sisters but grew up with one of my sisters my other sister is much older um and my mom and my sister are light-skinned um, and my dad and I are darker skinned, we're brown skinned, darker skinned. Um, so I always knew that there was a, like a difference just in our complexion there, but it didn't really give meaning to it until college. So can you like speak to like, when was like your first run in with colorism? Do you feel that you actually experience it on a regular basis? Yes, my first run in would have been middle school, mm-hmm. which back then I had a really close friend and we were also inseparable, like, parents didn't know where I was for a few days because they knew I was at her house typed and said well like two peas in a pod but she was light skin curly hair like you know think she was mixed not think I know she was mixed mm-hmm. and um for me going growing up to high school it was always like oh get a little sister um but hey let me get put on to your best friend and I was like oh, okay maybe she's just like she was like she was gorgeous of course but then I would like, like, hmm, I'd start talking to them like, oh, what do y'all like about her? They'd be like, that curly hair, her complexion. I'd be like, so you like her because she's light-skinned. And they're like, yeah, light-skinned are in. They always would just categorize me as like the little sister because like, of course, I was most likely the same complexion as them. Mm-hmm. And never really like, no one ever like really embraced me as like beautiful, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just like a on your little cute little kid. And I was like, okay. So I'll say that too, because that jogged a memory when I was growing up. So again, my, my one sister is light-skinned. And I always remember whenever we would go to like family functions, so like big holidays or like Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever it was, they would always 
compliment her and be like, oh, like you should be a model. You should be a model. You should be a model. And when they would like compliment me, it was like, she's like, oh, like you're so cute, Camille. Like you're so cute, which like isn't necessarily a bad thing. And I think service level, like it's not an issue, but I do think that there was very much a distinction in that situation that a lot of guys will always ask to be put on to my other light-skinned friends, but like would have like would look past me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which was really frustrating because like I feel like everyone, at least at this age and a little bit younger, like you're always trying to find like your self-confidence. Do you think that color colorism has like affected you in like your academics or like in the sports world or anything like that either? With my white peers, they look at me as either the angry black girl mm-hmm. or they'll see me as the um or as the radical in the room. And mm-hmm. I actually had a class with one of my teammates who's light skinned and she said in class, she was a little quieter. And so when she said, mm-hmm. said things, I felt a lot of times people would acknowledge it more. But for me, people were always trying to attack me and be like, no, you're wrong and try to prove me wrong. And it was like, why? Because everything I was saying was very educated. I read, did my readings and mm-hmm. I always had stuff to back it up. But it was like people were trying to put me down. And so I think in many ways, you see that people expect me to be ignorant. Mm-hmm. And I've never, even to this day, it's hard for me to understand why is it that like my skin tone pushes you to think that I have ignorance. I feel like every single time anyone has ever asked my major while I was an undergrad and I said I was an engineer, like they were baffled. And don't get me wrong, engineering is hard. People were too baffled for me. Like they were too baffled. Like it was too, it was too crazy like that I was doing it for some people. And I think that does that can definitely be attributed to colorism as well, because I do have a few light-skinned friends at school that either were um, like STEM majors, not necessarily engineering majors, but like STEM majors. And it was very normal. Like, it was like, oh, you're a STEM major? Cool, next topic. But like, oh my God, like Camille, you're an engineer? Like, that's so crazy. Your parents must be so proud of you. Like, wow. And I'm like, why is that like an issue? I think beyond academics, like, I think colorism has affected me the most socially. Again, like I brought up before, like I really never had run-ins with what I deemed to be or categorized as colorism until I was actually around black people. Like I was categorized as a light skin for the first time my sophomore year. I was at actually the mall, which was weird because I never went to the mall at college. Anyway, um, and I had my hair out like this. And I think something else as a sidebar, like. I've realized over the past four years that my curly hair is very much associated with being light-skinned. And I've always had curly hair my entire life, um, this curl pattern. I, I didn't realize that there was like such a connection, if you will. So like I was at the mall and actually this guy started speaking Spanish to me. Um, and it threw me off because I was like, what? Like I, like, I knew what he was, like, saying. He was trying to get my attention, but I was, like, why would you say that? And I, like, looked at him, like, a little weird because, um, you know, my facial expressions. <laughs> um, yeah. He was, like, oh, oh, like, I'm so sorry. I thought you were Dominican. And I was, like, oh, do I look Dominican? Like, I, thank you. I don't know. Like, what does that mean? Um, he was, like, oh, look, it's, like, the, the curly hair. Like, oh, like, what are you? And then I was, like, oh, I'm black. And, like, the disappointment that this man had on his face. I was like, what? Like, what What even was that interaction? And I, after like reflecting on it, I realized that I guess 
because of my hair type, he assumed. But I think what really irritated me about that experience was like the genuine disappointment that he had after saying that I was black, like both my parents are black. That was it. Like, yeah. that's all, that's all I have to offer. I think that's a lot to offer, but for some other people, because like you said, like we're very obsessed with Eurocentric beauty standards. Like it was like real upsetting to this man. That like with the, as far as the hair texture, I mean, you've seen my natural hair every mm-hmm. now and then I have to wash it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually love my curl pattern, but I remember there was one time I was with my teammates and like I had to blow dry it out because like, you know, my fro, whatever. But they were like, oh, so now you don't have curls, you have naps. And I'm like, no, no, my hair is pretty curly. But I think a lot of times when you see a brown skin or a dark skin woman, mm-hmm. you automatically associate them with 4C hair. Like when I went to school, people automatically were like, oh, you have 4C hair, you have 4C hair. And then I remember I came up here and one of my teammates actually was like braiding my hair and she had washed it and stuff. And she was like, no, you said you have 4C hair, you don't. Like, you're- I think that's interesting, like how the different hairstyles are also like associated to like different skin tones when in reality, mm-hmm. all types of skin tones have all types of hair. If we see a white woman with straight or curly hair, it's very normal. Mm-hmm. normalized people wouldn't question it but as you said like when they see you it's automatically oh what are you mixed with or oh you're light skin right why is that such a difference like why is that so confusing to understand yeah no like it I don't to this day I like don't understand why it's so confusing to people um even at school like I was a part of this group that like helped underrepresented students um, throughout undergrad, whether that be with like books or like counseling, like whatever the case may be. And this woman, see me that worked for the office, every time that I would go and like, every time I would see her I would be like, oh, like me, which, which one of your parents is white? And I was like, neither of them. Like why in the, in the one time it happened, I wanna say two times and the third time that it happened, I was like, why do you keep saying that? Like, why do you say that? And it's not a function of like me being irritated because there's nothing to be mad about. But I think for like my identity to always be in question was just like weird, especially given like the nature of the organization that I was working with and that it was just so unbelievable that I was black. Like it was just so, oh, like your curl pattern. I'm like, what does that have to do? A lot of black people have a curl pattern so similar to mine. Like I have like three C-ish hair um, under my hair. I don't really know. It kind of just does what it wants, but the majority of my head is three C hair. Um, But like even to have like a faculty member consistently mistake me as something that I'm not because of my hair and because of my complexion was just always so confusing to me. Um, And honestly, like a, a source of frustration And I just feel like it's so unfortunate because not only do we have to deal with white people enforcing these Eurocentric beauty standards, black people enforce them too, whether we realize it or not. Um, For people just to assume that you have a certain texture of hair, whether that was based off your complexion, whether that was based off of your fro being blowed out the one time, like that's just weird to do. So like even as like a community, like we 
to only be asking about the light-skinned girl, to only be asking about the girl with curly hair, to only be asking about certain things, to be disappointed when someone is only Black or, like, not exotic, because I hate that word. I hate that so much. <laughs> I'm post them. Someone slides up. Oh, she looks so exotic looking at her eyes. Or what's her Snapchat? Oh, like, who's the light skin? Like, first of all, be more specific because you've seen about seven of them on my stories. <laughs> Second of all, please get a light because of my darker tone. People automatically assume I'm intense and I'm angry. People have always been like, oh, Snow, you always look mad. Oh, Snow, you always look mean. You're intimidating. Da, 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 da. I was scared of you before. I saw you mm-hmm. and I'm like, why? You just look scary. What about me looks scary? Like some of my teammates are light-skinned and mm-hmm. there's one that probably looks scarier than I am because her face, literally she never smiles ever. Mm-hmm. And they'll approach her before they approach me. And I'm like, the only difference between us is our skin tone. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the biggest frustration because it's like, I personally feel like I'm pretty approachable as if a lot of it has to do with the fact that I have a darker skin tone. Mm-hmm. but that can also be talked about in the aspect of my skin tone very much varies because I will say a lot more people approach me in the winter mm-hmm. than in the spring and the summer it's like well, what was the difference mm-hmm. it's the same person the only thing that changed was my melanin just lightened up a little bit mm-hmm. and so I think those are all like interesting things that are also very much associated with colorism I definitely think that darker skinned people um, do have to deal with looking in like my ethics classes and my diversity inclusion classes and like my education classes. I would like say something and like everyone be like, oh, like she's so angry. But then like a lighter skinned person, not even actually a lighter skinned black person, but just a lighter skinned person of color says something and it's like, oh, cool, next topic. And like, that's just very annoying. And then lastly, something else that I really want to talk about during this Um, episode is that I think my main issue when it comes to colorism is that a people don't recognize that there are legitimate differences there are one of the main things that I think is beautiful about black people is they literally come in every shade every single shade like every single one (laughs) for me like that's like awesome like I think that that's so cool and I was able to experience and see how many shades that we come in whether whether you are mixed or you're not we come in so many shades, but there is a dichotomy between light skin and dark skin. And I feel like that's so unfortunate because a lot of times when dark skin people get the courage to talk about these things, how them being darker skinned like has negatively affected them in multiple spaces, whether it's academics, sports, healthcare outcomes, all these, all these spaces that they find to work And like the interview process, like the education process, like getting into higher education. And then they're always gaslit for it. Lighter skinned people sometimes get offended when darker skinned people express that they might have different experiences because darker skinned people or brown skinned people, they're black. Like you walking down the street, you look at them, they're black. Keep walking. (laughs) Like that's it. I mean... Then some people look at their lighter skinned and you're like, oh, okay, like, are they mixed with something? Are they a different ethnic background? Do they have something else racially that's different than just being black? Like there's a thought process behind it. And I didn't realize that I fell into that category until I went to college. 
but because I do, I have a different experience than other darker skinned black people. Like that's point blank period. That's, there's nothing wrong with my blackness. I'm just as black as anybody else. But we need to acknowledge that and not gaslight the people that are being courageous enough to talk about the obstacles that they have to face just because they're dark skinned. Does that make sense? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like when I'm in the summertime, I'm dark. Mm-hmm. Every time I come in, oof, you're dark. Mm-hmm. What do you mean, oof? Yeah, you're right. Did did people in your family tell you not to be in the sun? Let's talk about that briefly because we can we, we can have it now. Going back, that <laughs> first experience with color confident when I was dark, and then when I would see like when I would see my extended family, we're like, ooh, you went out in the sun. I'm like, uh. It is the summertime, like yeah. <laughs> like the sun is mean? out. But like, why? Like, why was that? Why, as a community, are we like still telling kids like not to go out in the yeah. sun? The fact that I remember like my family members being like, "Oh gosh, like don't be in the sun for that long." For what? Why? And I wish I could go back now and be like, "Why?" And like, yeah. and be like, "Oh well." Uh. Let me stop. I mean, like, no, like, you have a great point. Like, you're talking to someone who ran outdoor track every yeah. time. Stay under the tent. Stop going out there. Every time I come from a track meet, oof, you're getting darker. You just keep getting darker. Yes, I do. That's what my skin does. Like, we need to move to a more positive outlook. I think Enjoy yourself. Your skin gets darker. Love your darker tones. One of the biggest problems with colorism is it knocks so many people's confidence. And being black in America in itself already dimin- diminishes a lot of the confidence because of how society views us. Mm-hmm. And so in our own community, like we can't sit here and continue to tell people, oh, stop getting dark. Oh, mm-hmm. you're too dark. Yes, like you said, we come in different shades, but being black is so gorgeous. Like it still amazes me when we take pictures mm-hmm. and you look at all of our friends and our skin literally glows without a filter or anything like you see the gold undertones you see the red undertones like there's so many different undertones that we each have and it's so beautiful to embrace like it actually amazes me Mm -hmm. and we have to love ourselves at the end of the day we have to learn to do that like and as a community continue to perpetuate that eurocentric beauty standards is what we're aiming for because it's not because we'll never we'll never have those because they weren't made for us. So if we start to think about ourselves and like what we have and how beautiful we are as a community and we focus in on that, then like we can, I think colorism will still be there because you also can like tie in imperialism and like all that stuff, but we're not gonna do that. In this we could go into the history, but we never do that. Um, but I think it would just be much easier on people's confidence and self-esteem if we actively try to stop perpetuating colorism within our own community. It's it's most likely going to happen externally and like we'll have to deal with those factors, but we can't keep perpetuating it on ourselves because like, what are we doing? You know, I've really enjoyed this conversation about being black navigating colorism. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Do you have anything that you haven't covered in the past X amount of time or in the initial questions that you want to say to the viewers. You all should continue watching her videos because I'm going to have to watch them anyway because she can send them to me. <laughs> so make that 
be worth it and keep watching her stuff. Tune in next time for another Being Black video. Bye.